Thomas Green here with Ethical Marketing Service. On the podcast today, we have Natasha Zoe. Natasha, welcome. Hey, hi. Thank you, Thomas. It's my pleasure. Would you like to take a moment and tell the audience a bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, I'm a former journalist. Today, I run a small but mighty PR agency with a team of uh, five amazing Wonder Woman. And together, we uh, get entrepreneurs, um, help entrepreneurs build their media presence. We booked entrepreneurs on like shows, podcasts, magazines, interviews, radio, etc., etc., and help people just uh, connect with the, their message and spread their message through media. Sounds great. One of the things um, which you said that you'd be happy to talk about today was finding your message. So nice. I think uh, it's in, I think it's a good thing to cover because I think in a lot of instances when people, uh, let's say they do their own business, um, their, their message tends to be like, I do PR. Would you like okay. to hire me as a PR person? <laughs> Whereas, there, as you're probably well aware, there's all sorts of powerful stories that you can put behind it and reasons why you know, you're appealing to people. So when you go through the process of helping people find their message, what do you advise them to do? Right. Okay. So amazing topic. I just finished uh, uh, actually like a class on it for my uh, for my internal group. So <laughs> this is a whole day about the message. So um, I love, um, I believe in the modern day uh, business where the business and personal uh, beliefs and business and personal values grow, go really, really hand in hand. So I really believe you know, that that's kind of a message that we are all given, right? find something that is your own passion and turn it into a business, right? So therefore, I really believe in uh, digging inside you and uh, digging in your own story to uh, see how how this life shaped you in a way to be the right person for this, uh, to, to be doing this business today and now. So there are quite often there is in your own story, there is the life events and, uh, you know, different, different things, experiences then shape you that you know made you believe that this is what's needed today and I'm the one to bring it forward right so uh, it's uh, in this way uh, finding your message is both uh, something that's going to help you in your business but it's also very much a personal growth process right <laughs> so today when uh, was uh, with my um, PR accelerator group when we were talking about this this is almost like a therapy session when you're like okay uh, what are the like building blocks of uh, me as a person what shaped me and um, I don't know how like do, do you want me just to do the overview and then we go deeper yeah sounds good Okay, so uh, because there's so much, I just uh, spoke about it for like two hours today. So an overview uh, there is, um, I use few tools. Uh, so first of all, maybe, maybe many people uh, would be familiar with The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. Uh, so, you know, like a lot of classic stories are built on this, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, you know, stories of the uh, modern media personalities are built on this uh, as well. Uh, but then uh, another, uh, other, other tools that I look at, like I look at also, okay, so here is your story. Let's see, uh, you know, what are your relationship with the different topics for for example i like to look uh at you know finding um something that you oppose for example uh 
let let me give you an example um something that you would go against you know uh so what is something that uh, is a popular belief that um, that you find wrong based on your expertise based on your experience this is a great way to build your message uh you know speak against something uh, the, there is a little technique uh called a stupid stupid majority so what is a stupid majority belief and what is a new thing that you need to educate them about like example of it would be uh let's say in the in the health niche uh, you know for a very long time uh people used to believe that like fats and cholesterol has to do a lot of this uh this heart disease and causes heart disease and then you know there came a whole new knowledge about that there are good fats and uh, there you know actually fats are essential it's, it's sugar that has more influence on heart disease and so on so that would be an example right like a popular belief uh that uh, is fundamentally wrong and your message is to re-educate about this and then there are also a message that can be built around uh, around just um, kind of a girl next door, boy next door story where uh, you are uh, you know, you haven't been like uh, born with a silver spoon. You are, uh, you might, uh, uh, you might uh, be relatable to a lot of people from your backgrounds, and uh, but how, however, you manage to overcome some particular challenges, right? And your message is uh, sharing about this, sharing a particular knowledge, going on a hero's journey, coming back with a gift, and sharing this knowledge. So very 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 broad uh, right so uh, few few different tools that that one can be using we can go deeper in any of those does any of this um go hand in hand with uh, sales copy copywriting i see that um mess of uh, creating creating your messages is gonna you know it's gonna go throughout all of your communication right so definitely through your copywriting as well Absolutely. Okay. And what would you say your main message is and why did you why did you choose that for yourself? For my uh so in in, in my own story, right? Yeah. Um okay, if we want to go this way. <laughs> uh so uh sharing uh stories is uh what I've done from very early on. Uh, I became a journalist at the age of fifteen. Uh not uh I, and I kind of like uh, had to had to really fight my way to be uh, to be a journalist at that uh, at that age. So it was like fifteen to twenty years old. I was a journalist, and I felt really free expressing myself, uh, sharing my opinion, uh, you know, caring about some edgy topics. I, I did like I did I did a lot of like investigative journalism at, at that age and so on. And then uh, what happened is I kind of got disappointed in media uh, for various reasons. Uh, just you know, in the media as a as an institution and um at that uh, that stage i was like okay done five years of it i was i want nothing to do with it anymore <laughs> this is done and what happened uh with me afterwards i kind of like shut this door i shut the I don't know my own connection with being able to find my own voice, and um, there was a time in my life later on, a few years after, where I was like, okay, I kind of want to write again. I kind of want to, uh, I kind of want to put the stories on paper, on type of stories into my my, my MacBook, and uh, I couldn't. It was really, really. Uh, I was like, you know, have, having this whole. Uh, writer's block and but mostly it's not that I didn't know what to say it's like I didn't know what I wanted to speak about and uh I guess a mission uh that um 
I pursue right now is uh, helping people, helping others, while I also help myself to like to really dig up this, you know, this personal story, this personal message, and to share it with the world. So I personally going through through a through a, a process of reconnecting with my voice uh, from being disappointed in media to being able to speak and write and share again. I've like became a contributor to several uh, several uh, digital um, online publications and uh, my life is connected with media anyway. So I'm trying to find, finding a way to still be a part of this world, but do it uh, not as a journalist who's just paid to write, to cover, you know, whatever the editor says, but as a PR agent in this case, I choose the people that uh, really inspire me and uh, I choose to share their story and I choose to make their stories louder. Do you feel like, because um, one of the things which you, um, that I thought we could talk about today was um, you mentioned that you can um, do your own PR um, and it can help right. you grow your business while boosting your confidence. And the, the thing that I find with interviewing people um, who have a particular skill, so in this instance, yours, yours would be PR, you have that skill because you had to do it for yourself first. Is that true, would you say? Um, not, ex not necessarily. I didn't, uh, do my PR. I did, uh, I, I was a journalist. So I think that skill comes, uh, comes rather from that time. So would you say that, um, as a result of your job being a journalist, mm -hmm. you then yeah. had some inside information in, in terms of how you can then apply that to PR? Definitely. I, I had like, you know, right now my job as a PR is to connect with a journalist and editors and uh, producers and you know kind of get into their mind and understand how they uh, how they think and what do they need so while i was on the other side is you know it's way easier for me to do that mm. there's a lot yeah. i think a lot of people who let's say um they're in a particular business or you know they're trying to share their message all that kind of um should we say print or journalism is all kind of so far away like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to position it, et cetera. Whereas you kind of have those, those skills yeah. already. Yeah. 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 I've been, I've been in the newsroom. Yeah. Okay. And what do people get wrong about, should we say, approaching journalists? Um, so first of all, they don't approach them. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest thing everyone gets wrong. Uh, the biggest belief is, uh, that you need to be, you know, uh, well known and famous and wait till they knock your door. <laughs> so it's a, um, in, in marketing speak, push versus pull is very much a push activity. Um, yes, uh, I actually, uh, in this, in this terms, I actually, uh, divide PR into like, yeah, push and pull, proactive and reactive. And uh, reactive is obviously the, uh, you know, the easier place to start. But even for that one, you don't really need to wait until you're known and famous and on the like on the cover of a magazine. Uh, the thing about um, the thing about the writers and the journalists and the editors is. Uh, um, they have uh, this little trick where like, you know, they, uh, are, they need to uh, bring the most objective information, 
right? So uh, they, uh, they, you know, they cannot just say like, you know, you and I can uh, be chatting here. We can say, uh, let's say carotene is good for your eyes. If I'm a journalist and I'm writing an article, I cannot say carotene is good for your eyes. I have to say carotene is good for your eyes according to Dr. XYZ from the, you know, institution XYZ from the research XYZ. So, you know, that, uh, that would be the uh, kind of referencing, referencing an expert. Uh, and, you know, that goes for, you know, for many different uh, cases. They need to have references. They need to have sources. They need to have proof. They need to have anecdotes to prove their points. So like, you know, uh, a good a good article is considered uh, considered a well written article when uh, it sources uh, multiple sources. And you know, if you're if you're you know nor normal human being, you know you don't usually know a you know eye specialist who can who can just who you can just call up and uh, verify a fact about keratin. You can Google, but you know uh, it's usually expected to to have uh, actual actual source, not the you know second uh, second reference source when you just reference someone else's article or someone someone else reading so that's uh that's why uh there is a big um the big misconception in fact they need you first if you're an expert in your field if you have a particular data if you have particular research or anecdotes or real life stories uh and the people behind you know behind the screen uh, editors and journalists they need you they need diverse sources so that's something that most of people don't know and what kind of journalism we do what, uh, for myself, so I was doing um, a little bit of everything. <laughs> I was I was fifteen, so you know I obviously started uh, with uh, uh, with whatever they could give to a 15 year old. Uh, so I covered events, I covered some, um, you know, some social events, some politics, I ended up uh, doing um, a little bit of investigation, like I, I did some crime investigation at the age of 20, which I think kind of contributed to me stepping out of it. Like it was just uh, very heavy stuff to handle at that age. Yeah. So um, are, do you have any examples, both um, journalism and PR that you're particularly proud of? So a story you wrote and then also a client that you helped. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So journalism is interesting because it's been really, really a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a heavy one, but, uh, um, I think I'm. I think I'm quite proud of this. Uh, that was like one of the one of the latest story in my career. Um, it was actually a series of stories, and because it was uh, uh, it was an, an investigation story, uh, it started this uh, in the area where I was living. There is like a, a, a military university uh, where the officers study and. Uh, like, uh, people from all over the country come here uh, to study there and uh, one day the news broke that uh, one of the students killed himself uh, and uh, you know the military institution I think in many countries they are like very closed up they don't answer any questions and they don't really leak any information they're just like and you know of course the um, the parents, the family were devastated. So at that time, I just, I was just happened to be physically close to, to the, to the place. And I just went knocking on doors. I, uh, went, 
I guess I also used the fact that I was a you know young 20 year old girl and uh, the institution was like full of uh, full of guys of my age and I would just like wait up in, the, in front of the doors and be like hey can you like you know would you go chat with me for 15 minutes so uh, yeah, I, you know, I found, I found, uh, I found the story, I did up facts and I made up, end up made, making a follow up for like a three, three pieces follow up on that particular institution because there was a lot of dirt, there was a lot of abuse, um, in, like within the institution, there was a lot of corruption there and uh, I, I end up making like a, a three, three part series. But of course it had an effect on me. And I guess I'm proud of it because I could think of a real change that it did. You know, I could think of, uh, of a family who, okay, it didn't bring their son back, but it uh, gave them some information that they were denied before. So, you know, it makes me feel that there was well, some change. Well done yeah. on that one. Although I'm, I didn't, I didn't know we were going to go in that direction on this conversation. But... I told you, told you it was dark. <laughs> but uh, yeah. on a on a more positive note. On a more yeah. positive note. <laughs> What's the, oh gosh, the client work that you're proud of? <laughs> how do we go there? Um, okay, let me let me change for a switch for for a second. Um, lots of clients because to clients I you know I, I choose my clients myself and uh, I mostly work with people in the personal growth and personal development space. So uh the reasons i choose uh i choose this uh clients is uh because i really believe in what they do and what they teach i believe that you know just accessing more information uh people can uh, uh, can uh, live their life better so i don't know why this one comes to mind uh, the uh, guy was a memory expert uh he was uh he had one of the top uh, memory courses on udemy and uh, we were working on his book launch and uh, we did the same as we do for everyone. Uh, we took him on a podcast tour. We uh, booked him uh, uh, some really, really great shows. And um, yeah, the, his book was a, was a great success. Uh, his, uh, his tour was a, a big contribution to selling the book. He was telling me that uh, I kind of got tired of doing the interviews, but, uh, but they helped to move the book. So I, uh, you know I toughed it out anyway so I don't know the the client the client stories uh, they're definitely on a on a lighter side uh, and uh, yeah I, for client stories I guess I'm proud of all of them oh, well done you mentioned the um, the podcasts both um, recently and in the beginning what do you make of the med that media the podcast media for um I don't know because it's because it's moderately new. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I think that's uh, one of the only uh, places where people still pay attention. <laughs> uh, so I guess a good uh, client story would be uh, in a very like a very good way to demonstrate my point. Uh, would be we were working with um, a celebrity hypnotherapist. Uh, so um, she's really well known and. Uh, at the time we were working with her, like, you know, we were not the first VR agency working with her. She, was, she already has had quite a bit of presence. So in our case, we got her on Today Show in US, which is uh, like, you know, this is, this is like a PR dream and it has like a 
4 million viewership, I, I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. So like, the, you know, the, the, she flew for new, to New York to do that. And uh, when it came out, like, you know, we were really looking uh, to see what, what it's going to do for, you know, for the website. She had a book at that point. Uh, but uh, to be honest, um, the correlation, there wasn't really much correlation at, uh, at that time. And then, um, you know, we just like went on, you know, it's still good. Uh, she, she'd been placed on a Today Show. A few months after that, uh, we got her on one of the top podcasts. So School of Greatness by Lewis House. So at that time, he was somewhere that like, uh, you know, top top three, I think, it's Subhub. And uh, he's definitely like crossed over 5 million downloads. And uh, when that one came out, you know, same, you know, same woman, same story. When that one came out, the 40 minute conversation or uh, an hour conversation, uh, first of all, it was one of the top viewed uh, videos on uh, Lewis's channel for, for that time being. But second, for the, for the client herself, the, um, the feedback of that like her website has her website traffic tripled you know over over the week and that of course had like a big huge huge impact on business so what i make of it is a podcast is one of the few media where people still pay attention like on the if you calculate let's say people spend uh like I don't know, 40 minutes a day on Facebook, just scrolling through multiple accounts. Like, you know, if you do your marketing on Facebook, you know, how much, how much attention do you have? It's like, it's less than a minute. Podcast is the place where people actually go and, uh, on, on purpose, listen to like a whole half an hour conversation. Where else guess someone is going to listen to to me for half an hour? Yeah, different YouTube expectations, maybe. you mean? Yeah, yeah, YouTube maybe. So yeah, it, because people come here to learn something, I'm a big, big fan of podcasts. Cool. And um, we touched upon um, doing your own PR. Why is it that you think that it helps with confidence and um, why, what would you advise for someone who has done none um, and you, presumably you're an advocate of doing your own, so what, what advice would you give them? Uh, it's definitely a great thing to do, uh, to do for your own business. So uh, yeah, we spoke about it, we spoke about how it helps your business, uh, definitely helps your own um, uh, your own confidence as well. First of all, <laughs> your mom's gonna love it, you know. <laughs> there are a lot of client feedback I receive, but one that's very, very persistent is, you know, whenever ever uh, anyone is in the magazine, they're like, my mom loved it. And, you know, there is this, there is this perception of, uh, of a media, be it a traditional media or be it a podcast, like your immediate circles see it as success. You know, even the people closest to you uh, see it as a as a big success. Getting featured, uh, it's just like, and then you know, and then then the the environment sees you in this way. You you elevate your perception of yourself as well. And uh, other than that, it's also just a lot of practice, right? You uh, go out to share your message, to share your thoughts, and uh, practice over. Uh, and this, like for example, the podcast, right? A very intimate environment. Like you and I just we're just chatting and. <laughs> 
and then suddenly the people are gonna uh, listen to it. But you know, if, uh, if public speaking is not your forte, you know, you don't need to be thinking about the people who are listening. You're just having a very natural conversation with uh, just one other human being on the other side. And yeah, same for the for the traditional media, maybe for a, a print or online publications. Uh, it's uh, a strong perception. That's why PR is uh, powerful for a as a business tool as well, right? There is a strong perception of credibility. Um, completely different philosophical questions, uh, whether or not there is credibility uh, in fact, but there is a strong perception of credibility. And that's why it uh, you know, works so well to give a borrowed credibility to your business. And that's why it works so well to also give the, uh, give the this sense of confidence boost to to yourself as a as a someone being featured. So does that mean your family are going to be seeing this episode then? My family doesn't speak English that well, uh, okay. <laughs> but my partner does. But my partner does. He'll definitely celebrate it. Cool. And um, what about the you know next steps question? So I, I've got no experience. What do you advise that person to do who has? Let's say they do have their message but they're not sure mm -hmm, how to mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. go about sharing it. Right. So um, we briefly touched upon the, um, upon the like push and pull PR. So uh, I would definitely um, start with uh, reactive, uh, you know, uh, proactive, just like, you know, basically reaching out to journalists. Uh, it's quite easy, but uh, it's a lot of, it's very time consuming. Uh, so reactive in this way is way easier. So uh, if you want to go in specific, so there are like a whole bunch of platforms for uh, every specific media where you can find either podcast hosts who are in need of guests or the journalists in need of sources, uh, producers in need of, in need of uh, different uh, uh, people for their stories. So um, let's be specific here. So for uh, let's start with podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you and I met on the Matchmaker. Uh, I don't know if you share about this uh, with your audience. Uh, great, great platform where the, uh, the hosts are looking for guests. Uh, so that's, you know, you don't really, you, all, the, all the work you need to do is just, you know, going through the different podcasts and uh, seeing if you're going to be, if you're going to have fun having a conversation with this person and reaching out, uh, reaching out to him or her. A uh, bunch of Facebook groups as well, where people are uh, posting about their podcast, where they're looking for guests. Actually, um, I don't know if it's the right time, but I do have an, a Facebook group where we share the uh, podcast guesting opportunities. It's absolutely free. So, you know, anyone can also uh, go and find themselves uh, uh, different podcast guesting opportunities there. So that's for podcast. Uh, for media, there are a few. Uh, so the two best known ones uh, would be uh, the uh, website called Help a Reporter Out, uh, Haro. Uh, so, but I think the full, full name of the website is Help a Reporter Out. And the second one is going to be a source bottle, sourcebottle.com. So uh, they're the same principle. Uh, you go there, they're free. You register as a source. You like make a little bit, of, you make a little bit of your profile. And uh, the way they work, you're going to start receiving a few uh, kind of 
emails a day. Uh, in this Haro, it's three emails a day. With source bottle, you can choose how many you want. And uh, they're going to send you the specific media requests in the specific categories that you've chosen. So let's say it's a business, uh, marketing. Uh, they're going to send you the journalist looking for experts in specifically this category. So all you're going to do is <laughs> set up the alerts uh, on your phone to, you know, to go check or it literally takes two minutes to check that the email, uh, see what call outs are there today. If there is something relevant, sit down and write, write it out quickly, write out the response and submit. That's, that's literally just exchanging emails. And this is a very big benefit of doing it for yourself because when we do it in an agency, we got to have all this answer prepared. We got basically got to like, you know, figure out how to hack time, how to get the, you know, relevant answer that our experts going to sign off in really no time to a journalist who are always on the really, um, really short deadlines. Uh, but if you're doing it yourself, uh, that's it. You, you own your own words, you own your own expertise. So you just uh, reply a few of those uh, a day. And this is, you're going to be surprised how how actually doable to uh, it is to get a mention in um, uh, in a different publications through this tool. Same goes for the source bottles. So I would advise this uh, reactive tools to get started, uh, whether you wanna uh, take a shot at doing the publications or, uh, or the podcasts or both, uh, just go to this platform where people are already seeking for your expertise. Thank you very much for that. It's a very detailed answer. <laughs> I, well, I, I hope, you know, I really hope that uh, people do it because uh, I always look at it as like one of the most underlooked uh, tools in marketing. Uh, I used to be, I used to run a marketing team uh, before as well. I used to run a, like an email marketing uh, build funnels for uh, for a big company. And uh, so done a little bit of everything, <laughs> you know, emails, conversion, optimizations, advertising, and, uh, and all of that. And um, what I all often feel is uh, when you are doing your own, uh, your own marketing, you're marketing your own business, your own brand, personal brands, uh, the learning curve, like right now, the digital marketing is such a, you know, multiple headed monster, like there's so much to learn, you can take like a full degree on that. And you know, by the time you're done, they're going to come up with a new thing, and it's going to be irrelevant. But uh, just send like, but anyone can just send emails and and share their expertise, like, you know, the level of learning you need to do here and there is just, uh, it's just uh, incomparable. So I really believe in uh, that being like, a really easy tool that pretty much anyone can use without a much prior degree. Have you got any thought on um, podcast agencies? Because I get quite a lot of approaches from from agencies who just deal in podcasts. So do you, do you think that that's just? What do you mean of... by that? The agency like who are produ who produce podcasts or agency who they represent uh, guests podcast? essentially. They represent guests. Uh, and uh, in a way, that's in a way that's my agency as well, right? So, mm. so it's just I, sort I of a rebrand. I think we're good, no? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, why I'll not? Give you an example after the um, yeah. after the episode. Sure, sure, sure. Um, 
why not it uh, it is a it is a big work on like you know of uh, like it, it is a very time it's easy thing but it's a very time consuming thing uh of you know going on and uh, and also as an agency like uh, for me personally i get a chance to build relationships you know so with some hosts we've been working pretty much yeah like my agency exists for four years and uh, with some of the whole podcast hosts we've been working for four years and that's a very you know it's a very tight bond by now so mm. you know they know that they know that they're gonna give a good recommendation and i know that you know that that, that they're gonna give a good you know experience to the to the guests that i represent so yeah do you remember how you got your first client uh yeah always that's a friend circle <laughs> gonna share uh it's oh, I, I, but I mean, there is there is not much to it it's uh uh i remember that uh, summer that i decided that i'm gonna go on uh, fully into pr i was in uh, i was in a networking event uh during that uh during that summer uh, was like a thousand, um, thousand entrepreneurs. And, uh, um, we had a great time, <laughs> um, met a lot of great people, you know, mentioned this to a number of them a few times. And, uh, uh, one of them said, Hey, you know, I want to launch a book soon. Uh, do you want to go around and pitch me? And I was like, of course. So <laughs> I literally accepted whatever price they named at the time and it went well. <laughs> I was happy. They were and happy as well. Actually, right now at this very moment, uh, we are about to do, uh, I think, fourth book with this uh, same client. Uh, so four years after, and that's a very, very, <laughs> it's a very, very fruitful relationship for both of us. Right. And um, I wanted to ask about one thing, which is um, once upon a time, people, or at least some people, used to think of PR as like a press release. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, something's happened, they're going to put a press release out. And now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, is it starting to go away or is it still a, a tool that you utilize? Uh, depends on uh, who you are and what kind of news you have. Uh, so, um, as uh, I guess, um, press releases are press releases are still a thing. Uh, still, still a thing for public companies, uh, for any acquisitions, hires, you know, big kind of, uh, big kind of uh, movements, the merge, mergers, partnerships, buyouts, uh, going public. You know, like everything, everything that happens for public companies happens through press releases. Definitely. Uh, I only worked with one founder of a public company. And even in his case, we didn't, but, but the, the kind of work that we did was more around the amount around his personal book, uh, his, his story, his book launch. Um, so uh, many press release platforms by now even don't, don't consider a book launch as a, as a, as a new sporty thing. So uh, depends yet. Uh, there is, there is a sector where it's uh, still a thing and uh, for um, I don't even want to call it self-starters because you know a lot of a lot of self-starters, uh, you know, running uh, digital entrepreneurs still run like a relatively big companies and the teams. But you know, I guess um, I guess in this uh, digital digital business world, uh, 
I, I don't see what kind of uh, what kind of event could be there that would be that would be that would be announced through a press release. Okay. A launch of a company, maybe. But yeah. one of the um, I did some let's say prep before the uh, before our talk. I looked at some of the social stuff and some of your um, should we say that the videos are about getting into a magazine. So. Um, how much of your time do you, um, I think it was a yoga magazine, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm, how much of mm -hmm. your time do you um, sort of spend in, in that area? Reading, reading things up? Uh, yeah, getting into magazines, basically. Um, depends on, a, I mean, it's, it really depends on a client, right? Uh, it depends, depends on a goal, but yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Best job ever, right? I get to... <laughs> I get to read magazines and <laughs> talk to people for work. Yeah, it does sound cool. Um, and I do think you made a point, if I'm not mistaken, which was um, uh, the, the, the people who are in those particular publications are probably no, um, no more qualified, no more smarter than perhaps what, what you are if you're also an, an expert in that field. Um, good, uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a good comment, a good thing to comment on. Uh, so what happens in, uh, what happened in just like, you know, in this understanding of the media and behind the scene, uh, at the, you know, at the time when everyone got digital, uh, the, all the, all the staffs basically was decreased, right? You know, the, any magazine going, going from a press to digital, it means the smaller team, which means that, uh, one person covers more different areas. So, you know, uh, let's say in a yoga magazine, one, one writer can be covering, um, can be covering health, science, uh, same uh, writer would be, would be covering uh, news and, uh, I don't know, maybe like a skincare, just, you know, making it up. So, of course, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not that they are not, not smarter than you are. It's um, just physically sometimes really impo impossible to be an expert in, you know, on all of this area at the same time keep up with news, keep up with updates, keep up with the new developments, while also watching uh, for the things like, you know, click-throughs and uh, what kind of uh, what kind of clicks is, this headline is going to generate and is it going to be enough to keep our advertisers happy. So, uh, in fact, when um, you are reaching out to someone with uh, with a news in your industry, uh, with you know new research, new development, new trend, explanation of a new trend, you're doing them a huge, huge favor. And uh, a lot of PR is uh, trying to get good enough understanding of what person's job is, you know, what is kind of uh, stories that he or she will always cover. And you know, and uh, the best kind of kind of PR is when you offer to do them their job for them, you know, and uh, when you manage to do it. In in, uh, in a way that that is still a journalistic piece, right? That still is uh, as non-biased as uh, as it possibly is. Uh, features uh, you, your point of view, or, or you know, in my case, my and my client, uh, my my client point of view, uh, and still provides a somewhat objective information, um, the objective information to the reader. And you know, quite often uh, they would just. Um, Quite often, you would suggest like a new idea for for a write up or for article, and I would I would write something like, "Oh, would you like me to submit a, a full article?" And they would be like, "Yeah, please go ahead." 
uh, rarely they would really republish the full article because there are still like in editorial guidelines and so on. You cannot go that much into someone's head to you know really understand how how they need to write. But that would be a big big yes. Great answer. So I got one where um, there's going to be some predictions from Natasha now. Okay. Maybe you've given given some thought to this or not, but where will PR be in the future? Let's say 10, 15 years, what will it look like? Well, uh, to answer that, you need to think where will media be in the future, all right? Uh, and where where do most of media, where do most of eyeballs on uh, media go right now? So uh, we are in a, we're on a huge ri rise of the uh, personal personality media versus the institutional media, right? The uh, TikToker who might have more subscribers than, you know, um, than uh, BBC, uh, YouTube and so on. So uh, it's gonna, it's gonna go towards, it's gonna stay in relationship management, right? But um, very likely into the, uh, into influencer marketing and uh, yeah, relationship management in, in this area. So what do you think someone should do as a result of that? I don't think, I, I think it's regardless of that, you should be, you know, choosing the, uh, making friends in your industry. <laughs> not, you know, not, not necessarily with people who only, only those who write about your industry, but generally making friends in your industry because PR is public relationships, right? And no business, no business really going to exist uh, without it. You're like, you'll be making for, you'll be making a, a good connection today. And you think that you're just both small and starting out and, um, you know, in, in a, in a five years of good, good nurtured relationship, you have a, a really strong ally and uh, a good and powerful place. So always, be, that's, for me, that's timeless. <laughs> Doesn't matter, you know, how we reshaped and, you know, who is, uh, who are the people that everyone's watching? What's the channel that's everyone's watching? It's always going to be a human relationship. And that's very, very uh, basic. One of the predictions I heard about um, personal branding is that mm -hmm. um, bigger companies will start to use uh, employees for personal branding because one of the things which I think they struggle with is having that person that they can put in front of mm -hmm. the camera. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that in the future you'll be sort of, uh, you'll have clients who are actually the bigger company, but their employees will be the ones that you'll be doing PR for? That'd be cool. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think it's happening already, right? I'm not sure. You tell me. Yeah, the, that's for the spokesperson. I wouldn't be able to really give examples, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's... I think I, I sort of know what you mean by the speak spokesperson. It's just, I don't know whether they've quite gotten that right to... Um, you know, if if, we, if you and I were to have this conversation or you, you've done like your Facebook posts and stuff like that, I don't think that like bigger companies quite have that down yet in the sense that having that, um, as you say, that kind of relationship that you could have with a with an individual that also works for that company, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
it's very it's a very big possibility because there are so many cases where you know the founder isn't uh, the best articulated or the most relatable kind of person and you know if it's if it's not the skill as entrepreneur right if it's not the skill you have it's a skill you hire mm. uh, however there is there is um, there is also like a, a little bit of a risk here as uh, at least millennials don't hold the job for longer than five years, right? And uh, we don't even know what's, what Gen, Gen Z is going to be like. Like, So how do you hire someone <laughs> to be a face of your person, to be a brand, a brand of your company, uh, knowing that they're going to leave in five years? So that's potential downfall, I can see. Maybe. So what are your goals, Natasha? Um, professionally, I just would love to... I'd love to also, yeah, launch my own online publication. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% clear on it. So um, what, what would an example of that be? Online magazine. Basically, right now, uh, I'm, I, chose, uh, I chose the path of, uh, for the sake of telling the stories that inspire me, I chose a path of knocking on the doors of people with big audiences, media with big audiences. And... Uh, I feel it's a very natural next step to, you know, just uh, uh, create one of my own where I'll just tell the stories, whichever stories I want. <laughs> so. so you combine your skills of journalism and PR into one place. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. And just um, make it. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I like in, uh, in the modern day in media is uh, this very, very highly personal um, in a personal idea of it that's like okay this is not the uh like this is this is not some ultimate objective uh place this is just a place where you know uh it's it's my it's my channel and i want to feature the people that inspire me and i want to feature people that i find are uh, bringing uh, amazing things into the world yeah maybe like maybe like a podcast right but uh i something in me is like i'm still imagining uh more of a written form thing so yeah i think it's gonna be uh more like an online magazine online publication like a success magazine or something yeah cool i love it is there anything that you think would be valuable to the audience regarding pr which i haven't asked you about all right uh what I think would, uh, I want to reemphasize of doing it yourself. And I want to uh, mention the common mistake that a lot of people do. Uh, but uh, so the very common thing that I see people do is they're like, oh, this is just sending emails. I'm going to hire an assistant, pay him or her $5 an hour and, you know, just have him or her pitch me to, to different magazines. And that I find was one of the biggest mistakes uh, because the whole, uh, yeah, like the, the process is easy. Writing an email is easy. You're right. An assistant can do it. But the connection, the depth, the understanding uh, of, you know, of it, like what, what those people usually do is uh, send out the te templated emails. And this is really, really, really a killer of your relationship, like, you know, early on. So uh, I really advise people 
get a gist of it, you know, really look at it yourself, uh, you know, see few people that you want to connect with, few uh, few media that you want to connect with, really study their style. And, you know, maybe maybe you want to write different pitches and send them to the to the similar similar magazines again and again. And maybe it's uh, like after that, you want to outsource it, uh, uh, find someone who like, you know, help you write in your voice and outsource it. But at first, uh, that's like a sure way to kill your relationship before they even started mm. i've heard um it's something like one or two seconds before someone decides they're going to read the full email or not and if uh, if it smells of templated then it probably <laughs> won't it won't get very far so yeah 100 percent. yeah natasha where's the best place for people to find you um I tend to hang on Instagram a lot. <laughs> so it's Natasha Zo underscore. Uh, I also have uh, a Facebook group, uh, I think I mentioned before, where I do share the free media opportunities. It's not podcasts only. We do share the online conference, Speaking Geeks. Uh, we do share some uh, requests, uh, journalist requests as well that come my way where I don't have a, a right client to offer them. So that's also great place to to join and yeah uh, it's somewhere where you can always contact me and ask questions okay well thank you for letting me pick your brains today i think it's been really valuable <laughs> pleasure pleasure it was uh really enjoyed it was really insightful you made me think there a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea i guess but thanks again thanks thomas it was great